Okay, well, respect is not something you can be given. You can be given love all day. You can be given love all day. You have to earn respect. And so boys get to a point where they start to understand the difference, right? Mommy loves them no matter what, right? Mommy will still kiss the boo-boo. Dad's not going to. Dad's not going to because you need to get up, brush it off, right? And get the job done because that's what we do, son, because we're men. Welcome in to Like a Man. I'm your host, Miles Nielsen. On today's show, we have on again Nick Freitas, and we discuss how to be a good dad. Let's give it a listen. You know, it's it's interesting because there's there's similar responsibilities for all of your kids, but then there's unique response. I believe there's unique responsibilities for your daughters and for excuse me, your sons. And um, one of the things, so let's start with daughters because I had a I had a little girl first. Um, you know what? I think one of the most one of the things that scares fathers the most is when they first have a daughter, um, they're, they're automatically thinking, how do I relate? Right. Cause I'm, I'm not a girl, right? Like how do, how do I relate? And then almost immediately you're just overwhelmed with this sense of this is my little girl. And like that just natural urge to protect and, and, and to also be able to show your daughter a side that is, is far more tender than you would show like pretty much anybody else, right? Like you will do yep. stupid things that your daughter asked that your little girl asked you to do that you would never do for anybody else. Like, yes, I will sit here with a feather boa and a tiara and drink fake tea with your Barbies, right? <laughs> like, yes, mm-hmm. I will. Yep. I will do these yep. things. Um, you know, because they're, they're your little girl and you, and you want to build that relationship. Um, I think fathers start to get really, really concerned when their daughters, um, obviously when they, (laughs) when they hit those, some of those first in their adolescence and now they're going into like potential dating age and they're becoming a young woman. That's, that's, there's, there's two areas where I think fathers have a really difficult time. Um, one, when you, the first time you see, you know, a, a, a boy or someone else look at your daughter in a way that is not, just a, you know, a friend sort of way that that's a game changer for dad, right? That's a game changer for dad. And I I think there's, there's two things that people should understand. One, if you want the sort of relationship with your daughter, when she is going through um, all of those changes that take place and and becoming a little girl to a young woman, uh, those social uh, changes that take place, if you want a good relationship there, that starts when they're very, very little. Um, and, and the reason why it starts with the little tea parties or the taking them on hikes or, or whatever it is, right? The reason why it, it comes with developing um, developing interactions, developing uh, hobbies, developing uh, social time with you and your daughter that where they get to build a connection with you and they feel like this activity or this thing that we do belongs to us. Right. It, it's, it's a level of trust that's being built. And, and some people ask you like, well, is your daughter really remembering what you did at three. I'm like, no, you're three. Your 16 year old doesn't remember everything you did at three. 
But your five-year-old remembers what happened when they were three. Your seven-year-old remembers what happens when they were five. Your 12-year-old remembers what happens when they were 10 and so on and so forth. And what it is, is that you have created a pattern in the military. We, we talk, we use this term that some people hate, but muscle memory, right? Like I do the same thing every time when I'm going in and going into a house, when I'm taking down a target, whatever it is, same thing every time. So that it's, it's an automatic reaction. Well, you're creating that, you're creating that trust in your daughter over time so that when she gets to her teenage years, it doesn't, it, it doesn't seem weird or strange or awkward to go to dad, to talk to dad about things that she's feeling or experiencing. And, and the key thing too, is that when those, when that little boy first comes up and says that he likes her or whatnot, or, or whatever it is, you want her to be able to talk to you about it. And if your response is, is well, I'm going to kill that kid or I'm gonna, like, okay, if you're flipping out, well, then she's not going to talk to you anymore. Does that mean she's not going to talk about these things that are deeply affecting her? No, she's going to talk about them, just not with you. So where do you want to be, dad? Do you want to be in the position where your little girl feels confident in speaking to you because she knows that that you're going to tell her the truth, that you're going to support her, that you're going to love her, that you're going to be a safe you know, harbor in the storm? Or do you want that? Okay, starts here. And then when some of these things start to happen, you can't blow up, you can't be crazy. I, there, but by the grace of God, go I, because I, I had a, I could have had a lot of tendency toward more of the crazy, right? Um, but I remember the the first time my daughter was in fifth grade, and we were pretty, we were pretty strict on dating because we told all of our kids, dating, modern dating is crap. It sets you up for divorce, right? Um, yep. You know, you you want to go into, you want to go into something more of like what we consider like a courtship, or or if if you're not if you're not really old enough to be considering marriage, then why are you dating? It's just a it's just a way to make a bunch of mistakes with people that you're not ultimately you know care you don't care about. You hurt them, they hurt you. Don't do it. And they all followed that very very well. It, it, they did not find it difficult to apply. But the first time my daughter was in, in fifth grade, and there was this little I remember this little boy liked her, and, and she got off the bus and. She said, well, you know, this, this little boy likes me. And my wife said, well, you know, go, t- go tell your daddy. And she was a little nervous. And uh, she said, well, I said, okay, what did he say to you? Well, he said they liked me and that he wanted me to be his girlfriend. Said, okay, what did you say? I said, I'm not allowed to date and that we should be, you know, focusing on school right now. And I said, okay, well, that's great. I said, well, do you like him? She goes, yeah, he's, he's nice. And I said, okay, sweetheart, um, I want you to understand something. I said, those butterflies that you're feeling in your stomach right now, like that, that, that kind of you know, your, your face, your face gets a little bit flushed because somebody prefers you, right? Somebody sees something special in you. I said, I want you to know right now, the fact that he sees that in you speaks very, very well of him, but I'm not mad at him for recognizing that my little girl is beautiful and intelligent. And I'm not, I'm not mad at him for that. That that's, that's the only thing I know about him right now that I like. (laughs) I said, but sweetheart, the reason why, you know, we set up these rules is because I, I am not the father that doesn't want you to you know, ever get married or ever have kids. I want you to get married. I want you to have what mommy and I have. I, I want you to find that man that like you just know you, you love, you respect, you admire. He feels the same way about you. And this is the one that you know God has just brought you guys together, and you're going to have an incredible marriage. And when I think about that moment and that day and that, that time where I'm, I'm going to have some young man ask me for your hand, and, and I'm going to have to say yes or no, which by the way, I've had that experience now. Wow. I said, I want it to be saying, somewhere. saying, saying yep. no, or saying yes. Oh, Say, good. Yeah. Okay. My, my oldest good. daughter's engaged now. Good. The, the daughter I had this conversation with, I said, I, I want, I want two things for you. I want you to be so incredibly happy. Um, and I don't want you to have to explain a bunch of baggage that came before him. 
Um, and that's what I want you to think about, sweetheart, when, when all these things take place. One day you're going to meet that man, sweetheart. You're going to meet that man and daddy's going to say yes, right? How much do you want to have to explain to him? How wonderful would it be if, if when you meet him in that whole moment and, and you guys just both know, how wonderful would it be if you can tell him, I have saved this part of my life for you because it was yours all along. And for him to be able to say, say the same thing to you. Like, how incredible. So I didn't try to scare my daughter away from boys. I tried to get her focused more on who's going to be that one, and I want you to be excited for that, and I want you to protect it. And what I found was when it did come to that area that I think a lot of dads are most nervous about, my girls didn't, never had a problem talking to me about the boys that they liked or whatnot. And they kind of liked that the boys would be scared of daddy. They liked that because mm-hmm. it made them feel protected and it made them feel loved. Not because I was crazy with it, but just because they, they knew that there was enough, <laughs> there was enough crazy there, right? Not a ton of crazy, a little crazy there that, that they knew that they were loved and protected. And I, I would say this, the other big thing with your daughters, and this is important with your sons too, but I, I think there's something special in here with daughters because fathers do get overly protective of their daughters in a way that they don't get with their sons. Um, there's going to come a point when your daughter is going to, almost inevitably, you're going to do something where you violated the rules of what you told her was the appropriate thing to do or the right thing to do in any given situation. And she's going to come to you and be like, Daddy, I don't think you handled this well. And in that moment, every ounce of you is going to want to be, uh, this is my house, these are my rules, I'm the, I provide for you, I protect you, I feed you, I do the whole thing, I don't need advice on parenting or whatnot. But if she comes respectfully, and she, she makes a good argument based off of what you taught her was right and wrong and, and demonstrates that you were wrong, one of the most powerful things you can do in that moment is say, sweetheart, you were right, I was wrong, and I am so proud of you for being willing to come to me and tell me. Thank you, and, and I, will, I will correct this. Because what you've done in that moment is you've shown her two things. One, the rules that you put up were not arbitrary. They were not rules because daddy said they were rules. They were rules because they were right. It's because they reflected truth and reality. And then what you also demonstrated to is those rules apply to you just as much as they apply to her. And so there's this reasonableness. And now that they know, like, you're, you're the... You, you're someone I can go and talk to because there are going to be times where they have to talk to daddy there's going to be a ton of times where we can go and talk to mommy. There's going to be times where they have to come and talk to daddy and they need to know that you are going to be reasonable, that you are going to listen, that you are going to hear them out, that you're going to not just start throwing solutions at them as if the problems are no big deal and you've known what the, the solution is all the time, but actually understanding not just the problem that they're engaged with, but what they're feeling as they go through it. And man, you build those two things up. You build those two things up and you will be shocked at the sort of relationship that you're going to have with your teenage daughter. It's going to shock your friends. I wish it didn't. I wish everybody had this sort of good relationship, but I can't tell you how many good dads I know that just have these really, really kind of difficult relationships with their daughters. And, and it's either because they weren't investing the time early on, or when that change happened, they still wanted their little girl and they couldn't appreciate that now she's a young woman and now she needs something different from you. Now she, But I will say this, no matter how old they get, they're still going to need the daddy that sat there and, you know, played tea party with them or went on hikes with them or whatever else it was. 
There's still that tenderness that they get. It belongs to them. Nobody else. Um, but that's what I think. I, I, I think that really works for daughters. And, and I, and I only say this as someone that has a 20 year old daughter that's now engaged to an, an outstanding young man. Um, my other daughter's 15. Um, and, and I'm just, I'm very, very pleased and blessed with the relationship that I have with, with both of them. Um, with sons, it's a little bit different. And, and the way I, the way I refer to it, oh, sorry, one more other point with daughters. The other reason why you're doing all the things that I just mentioned is not just so that you can foster a healthy relationship with her. It's so that she knows what to expect and the men that she's going to look to potentially marry one day. Right. That, that one of the greatest compliments that, you know, your daughter can can give you is that the the character and the attributes that you displayed as she was growing up were things she looked for in the man that she was going to marry. With your sons, um, I, I worded it this way once I said, with your sons, you're training your replacement <laughs> because I love that. That's good. I like that. <laughs> you're 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 training someone to eventually take over. Um, a role that, that you play kind of within your, your family and the larger family. And they're going to provide that for their own family one day. Um, but there may also come a day when you're not there anymore and they need to be you know, Jordan Peterson, this things he says, that I think is great. He goes, you should be the strongest person at your father's funeral talking to young men. And, and it's true. It's true because there's, there's this, um, there's this disruption that takes place when, when the man that has filled a particular role has, again, if a man has done a good job, then he was the person in the family that people went to for advice, went to for protection, went to for guidance, went to for all those things. And now he's gone. And have you adequately prepared your son to step into that position? He should have already been able to do it for his own family, but now, now it elevates a little bit when dad's gone. And so you are thinking about how am I how am I equipping my son to be when I said before you know what does it take to be a man okay well your son needs all of those those characteristics and attributes that we talked about he needs to be competent and capable spiritually emotionally physically professionally he needs to be able to develop those attributes so how do you do this well when the, when they're little it's the same thing you're building the relationship and you're building trust with them. Um, you, you're a little bit more rough and tumble with your boys than you typically are with your girls, right? It's, it's having those little wrestling matches, having those little boxing matches. My son and I do MMA together and we talk trash to each other while we're doing it. Right. Um, but it's one of those things where it, it's showing him that he needs to develop these things. And when he runs into challenges, um, it is about, well, first of all, there, there, there are some challenges that you may have to help create for him. Right. And, and by that, I mean, when they're, when they're little, you're creating challenges that are age appropriate, that test them, that force them to kind of push through things to push through, you know, um, you know, being tired or being cold or being hungry or being, you know, or having a little pain because they're sore because you're, you're moving boxes or whatever it is. Right. But something to where when they're like, oh, this kind of hurts all of a sudden, like, I don't care if you got a boo-boo dude. We got a job to do. That's mm -hmm. what men do. I, I love telling my son that like, 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 Oh oh gosh, I'm really, I'm really sore that when he was littler and I'm like, Oh, Oh, I, I guess we should just stop everything that we're doing right now. Then, right. I guess, I guess this job doesn't need to get done because we're sore. No, no dad. I'm like, good man up. Let's do this thing. And then, so I, I would, I would, I would push him. 
push them to push through, you know, again, pain, hunger, cold, you know, heat, the whole deal, get the job done. Cause men get the job done. That's what men do. Um, but then also taking moments and not for everything. I'm not a participation trophy guy, but every once in a while, um, when you see your son do something where you see them step up and you see them take responsibility in a way that you've been, you've been talking to them about, but they did not because you told them to, but because they did it, they chose to do it. Or when they stood up to their friends or whenever it was, and, and they did the right thing. That's where it's so important for a father to take their son aside. And I tell all my kids, I love them, but there was times with Luke where I take him aside and be like, I'm proud of you. I'm proud of what you did there. That was honorable. Right, because they're they're craving that. Men want to be respected. Okay, well, respect is not something you can be given. You can be given love all day. You can be given love all day. You have to earn respect. And so boys get to a point where they start to understand the difference. Right? Mommy loves them no matter what. Right? Mommy will still kiss the boo-boo. Dad's not going to. Dad's not going to because you need to get up, brush it off. Right. And get the job done. Cause that's what we do, son, because we're men. And you do that and you give them those challenges. They love it. They embrace it. They look for harder ones because they want to be capable. They want to be competent. They want to have meaning. They want to have purpose and they want to know that they're up to the job. And, and it, it is an incredible thing to experience with your son. My, like I said, my son right now is about to turn 18, less than a month and away, turning 18, going into the military next year. And, if you're not modeling that for him, um, somebody else will. It's the same thing with when I said with your little girls. It, when your little girls are going through like emotional things, when they get to that point, they're talking to somebody. The question is, are they talking to you? Your son is having manhood or some version of it modeled for him by someone. Is it by you? Because I guarantee anybody else that's modeling it for him probably doesn't love him as much as you do. And so if you're not taking the time to model it, not just in what you teach him, not just when you train him, but in the way you conduct yourself in your business, how do you conduct yourself spiritually? How do you conduct yourself emotionally? How do you conduct yourself intellectually? How do you conduct yourself professionally? Because he's watching too. And so that, that's critical. The other thing that I would say, and this is, this is true for both sons and daughters, is one of the most important things you will ever teach your kids about relationship will happen in ways that you never tell them it'll happen in the way you treat your wife. So you should love, honor, and respect your wife for her own sake. But on top of that, you should recognize that by love, honoring, and respecting her, you're also teaching a lesson to your kids. You're setting their expectations for what they should expect in a spouse and what their roles, what their duties and responsibilities will be. You, you are teaching them what is normal. And this is important to understand even if you teach in something bad. You are teaching them what is normal. If you teach them something bad and you do it regularly, then you've taught them that that bad thing is normal. right? And so that's why you have an, an even increased obligation to make sure that what you are teaching and the way that you interact with your wife, the way that you and your wife go through challenges, the way that you, you, you know, um, solve problems, all of it, what they should see is safe and healthy and companionship and, you know, again, love and admiration. They should see this stuff. Um, I'll never forget one, one day, one of my, one of my daughters, she was a young teenager and um, she was her and her and Tina, her and my wife were disagreeing about something and she was really, really frustrated. 
and she kind of storms out of the room. And as soon as she's out of the room, she makes this like, you know, face toward my wife. She's so, she hates it when I tell this story. She's like, daddy, I'm not like that. I said, I'm, I know you aren't. I know you aren't, but it's instructive, sweetheart. I said, I also tell the story where you told everyone that I was wrong and I was wrong. <laughs> but she walks out, she makes this little face and, um, and she runs into me because she wasn't paying attention and I'm walking in the hallway and uh, she looks up at me and she's a little scared. And, and I say, don't you ever speak to my wife that way again? Do you understand? Yes, daddy. Okay. And we walked on and that was it. But it was, it wasn't, don't speak to your mother. It was, no, you don't speak to my wife that way because they needed to understand that there was a different level of relationship and, and mommy doesn't exist just to be their mother. Mommy doesn't exist to be just my wife, but my job as her husband is to protect her. Even if it's from you, because one day I want her to be able to expect that from her husband, because my daughters know that daddy loves his little girls. Like if, if, if there's anybody that can manipulate, thank God I don't have manipulative daughters because if I did, I'd be in a ton of trouble. I'd be in a ton of trouble. Um, but that's important for them to see that it's, and it's the same thing with your son. If you know, your son says something toward your wife, he needs to be addressed at least in part of you don't speak to my wife that way. And you know what? He needs to feel a little danger associated with that. He needs to feel a little danger associated with that. He needs to know that there's certain things that you say that there's consequences before just a stern conversation. Because I think we all know too, as men, and this is something that my, my wife once asked me, we were watching something and somebody said, men live in a world where every single interaction we have violence is a possibility with another man. When we have that interact, we size up rooms, we size up people in the room, we have first contacts with people, we, we think about, it. she goes, is that true? I said, yes. I said, now some people obsess about it in a way that's totally unhealthy, but other people do. They just have this healthy sense of, I want to understand my surroundings and I want to understand that men sometimes solve their problems through fighting. And so I better be aware of that. And what it does is that, that it, it, one, it should encourage you as a man to be capable of defending yourself, defending the people you love. And also I think it fosters a polite society, <laughs> but, uh, my favorite thing to do in a gym is when I go and I'm doing that sizing up thing, I'll go up to the strongest guy and I tell him if a fight breaks out, I'm on your side, just so I can, <laughs> just so I can gain some allies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, man, this, yeah. this is. I couldn't have made a script this good to define my thinking and everything that I've learned as well on being a good husband and a good father. This is amazing. Um, I couldn't have planned it more perfectly than this. We're going to end there, man. I hope that you found this episode useful. Thank you for listening. And until next time.